The Speaker's Rooms, Washington, D.C., March 8, 2023. I hereby appoint the Honorable Marjorie Taylor Greene to act as Speaker Pro Tempore on this day. Signed, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Q is a patriot. We know that for sure. Many in our government are actively worshiping Satan, or they call Moloch. They participate in pedophilia and spirit cooking. How do you get avid gun owners and people that support the Second Amendment to give up their guns? Maybe you accomplish that by performing a mass shooting into a crowd. There's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take this global cable of Satan-worshipping pedophiles out. The most mistreated group of people in the United States today are white males. The generations of black and Hispanic men, do you want to know what holds them down? Gangs. Being in gangs and dealing drugs is what holds them down. The lack of education holds them down. It's odd there's never any evidence shown for a plane in the Pentagon. Kennedy getting killed in the plane crash, that's another one of those um, Clinton murders, right? Again, I don't have any proof of this. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this, yes, you heard it right, known subpoena evader Jim Jordan did lead a hearing on the importance of subpoena compliance <laughs> episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. Man, I have got to start editing those down. <laughs> it was a little little long, a little wordy. It was long last week, too. <laughs> my name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as the brand new spokesperson for Jeremy's Chocolate, but I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, I don't get that reference, so that's going to be fun to find out about, I think. Oh, I think Jeremy's chocolate is that uh, anti-trans chocolate that those anti-trans shaving razor assholes made because they were butthurt about Hershey's casting a trans woman in an ad. Okay, now I, I didn't know the name, but I did I did know about the anti-trans chocolate. Okay, yeah, got it. You took this gig and you didn't even know what you were supporting? <laughs> hey, paycheck is a paycheck, you know. <laughs> I guess that's weird. We have a zippy little show for you this week. Refreshed from our break, we'll check in with Tucker Carlson's cartoon character, Sex Fetish, <laughs> as we take a shallow dive into deep fakes. We'll visit with three of our least favorite members of the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy house, and we'll wrap things up with an anti-LGBTQ lieutenant governor that just can't get enough of sexy photos of mostly nude young men. I mean, can you blame him? I can't. <laughs> but I'm also not anti-LGBTQ. That's a good point. All right, Judson. I thought we'd start out with a little sound from Fox News' serial liar and man whose internet search history likely includes both S&M and Eminem. It's Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Did you know that in terms of male, human, and female Pokemon breeding, Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon for humans? Not only are they in the field egg group, which is mostly comprised of mammals, Vaporeon are an average of three feet and three inches tall and 63.9 pounds. This means they're large enough to be able to handle human dicks. And with their impressive base stats for HP and access to acid armor, you can be rough with one. It's nice to see Tuckums move out of the pathological liar slash white supremacy slash chocolate candy porn space and branch into some actual useful news. Oh, absolutely. And I'm more than a little sure he's personally done the testing to make sure it's the right size for a human dick. Well, to be fair, if Tucker did the testing and it was the right size, it probably won't fit a normal-sized human dick. Very true. Excellent point. It's also worth noting that neither Tino nor Judson have said a word since we played that Tuckum's deepfake audio. 
And yes, this is still a vocal clone of Tino's voice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give AI Tino a 7 out of 10 there. I was going to do the same for AI Judson, but the second one might have been an 8 or a 9 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, the actually. second one was really, really close. Just agreeing with you? Absolutely. Excellent point. Yeah, that sounded like me. <laughs> well, AI Tino, I think, sounds like me at like a neutral vocal spot. Yeah, yeah. And you have a lot more inflection. But my voice goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I can start here and end up in here in a single breath. You know? <laughs> and I mean, we joke, but I mean, I've often like told you, I hate how my voice just doesn't stay at one level. It just goes octaves in range. Like It's just how I express myself. And it's horrible for radio, but it's just how you talk. I mean, your AI, I, I thought the voice kind of lacked that judging tone you capture so well. <laughs> when, when you talk, I tend to hear your disappointment in me, and, 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 I, don't, and I didn't get that from the, the voice clone. I've been working to keep that down, too. Gosh. Because <laughs> you hear it in your son. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah uh-huh. You hear it back. Yeah. I do hear it back. Children are an interesting mirror. To, uh, yeah, to hold exactly. up to yourself. <laughs> well, I spent way too much time on this website trying to recreate voices. I probably fed it like 20 Marjorie Taylor Green clips, and it just couldn't manage to get her down. I just don't sound quite racist or batshit crazy enough to be believable. <laughs> that? I think... Yeah, okay. What do you think? I, I mean, like five out of ten, probably. I, I wonder, because we talked about how inflection is so important, like y- you don't sound quite right because you just... Your voice modulates a lot more right i wonder if that's is that what mtg does is maybe maybe her no i think the struggle here with that the ai is having is with her accent uh, okay it doesn't do accents well and i think it's just not the deplorable mtg without that trashy trailer park twang right <laughs> that no it definitely needs that also in the process of spending countless hours <laughs> trying to build the fake MTG voice, I started questioning why I even needed to bother making one. I mean, the real Marjorie Taylor Greene already has no problem just coming right out and saying terrible, hateful, and often breathtakingly moronic things. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You can just play the AI Judson drop there. Yeah, excellent point. (laughs) Very true. Excellent point. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so It's creepy. It's uncanny. It really is. Uncanny. And your see your your accent is very slight, right? I, and yeah. it only happens on some words. So sure. So it, 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 I drop my G's too much, you know. Yeah. Well, this Takum's deep fake we played a minute ago was actually a full video deep fake. Someone posted it on 4chan. It's funny in its own right. I, I chuckled. It's it's amusing. Yeah. But it's also kind of chilling. We're moving into a, a new phase, I think, in this misinformation war or information war or whatever you want to call it. And it's not just on the huge stage of American politics, which is terrifying in and of itself, but it's happening in everyday life. For $1, I was able to recreate my voice, Judson's voice, a slightly less racist Marjorie Taylor Greene, and... Oh, hey, y'all. I just (laughs) couldn't resist getting in on the fun y'all are having here. Wow. Hi there, Senator Graham. My, you're looking particularly dashing today. Oh, you gonna make me blush, Judson. Wanna party? Sounds like fun. Maybe we can meet up with Matt and Nestor and just... See where the night takes us. <laughs> oh, no. I think A.I. Judson and A.I. Lindsey Graham just left together to do who knows what with Matt Gates and his Latino houseboy. I think that's fine. I, now do you see why this is scary, Judson? It's more comfortable without him here, honestly. <laughs> it was just A.I. Lindsey Graham. No, no. A.I. Judson. He was creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I think I shared the the Tucker video with our Discord channel, and I was like, this... You did. 
this is terrifying. Like we are going to see this go to bad, bad places. I mean, this thing with Tucker, it's already going there. It's amusing. Yeah. But like, you're going to see, like, I can't even imagine what the 2024 campaign cycle looks like. Constant radio ads with potentially fake voices of major candidates saying horrible things that they never said. And how do you police that? We don't have a structure in place to prevent this massive misuse of this technology. You know who else thinks voice cloning and video deepfake technology is scary, Judson? No. John Piscatella. He is the principal of George Fisher Middle School in New York. (laughs) I know why he thinks that. (laughs) (laughs) Some students from a nearby high school made a deepfake of him. It depicted Mr. Piscatella going off on a racist tirade. He was threatening violence against African-American students. It was really, really upsetting stuff. And I only read excerpts. I I wasn't able to find the actual video. Sure. But these kids, they posted it online, and it circulated for a while before finally being taken down. Right, and like, the parents were upset about this. But they were upset because the school didn't inform them that there was like a potential threat against the school? Did you read that? I did. I didn't quite understand why they were upset. Well, because though. he was threatening violence against students, like threatening to shoot students. And so they thought immediately that the school should have been like shut down or locked down and that the parents should have been informed that there was a credible threat, except that it was never a credible threat. It was a fake thing made up by three high school kids. Well, this gets into what I'm concerned about. <laughs> And my concern is twofold. Like, we already have at least 35% of people in this country willing to believe some absolutely fucking crazeball shit without the tiniest shred of proof, right? Absolutely. Excellent point. These people people also already don't believe in fact-checking sites. What happens when they're given fairly convincing audio or video evidence that Joe Biden is a pedophile? Or, again, taking it down to the community level, does a teacher get beaten up or murdered by a parent after their disgruntled child makes a deepfake recording that of that teacher, like, hitting on the kid, like, coming onto them sexually. Yeah. And in which episode of season four do you think we'll be reporting on that story? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it's almost definitely going to happen. When are we starting season four? Because that, that plays into my my guess. Summer. Summer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to, like, at least, like, episode seven or eight. Okay. Okay. The new school year. Yeah, exactly. The second concern I have is the cover it gives the actual bad actors, both in public life and everyday life. Sure. If this technology had been widely available in 2016, you know Trump would have claimed the Access Hollywood grab him by the pussy audio was fake, right? There's a decent chance he'll do that now anyway, that it's out he there. <laughs> he may. So how bad can this get, you think? I think it can get as bad as you can imagine it. I don't think there's an upper limit on how bad this can get without some sort of guardrails in place. And I don't know what those would even look like. How do you Should we have anti-deepfake laws? We already protect lies in this country. Free speech, you can lie with some restrictions, but you can say things that are not true, e.g. see Fox News, without any sort of repercussions. And so I don't know that we are set up to... Dominion voting systems might take issue with your claim there. But. There are some restrictions. You can't defame others in those in, in that sense. But if you're stating purely opinion, you can get away with saying almost anything you want. And thank God or else we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't know that as a country, I don't think we we have a chance of putting in place any sort of system that prevents massive misuse of this technology. I mean, it's going to get to the point where we're going to the smart people will simply not believe anything they see or hear. And the less than smart people will just do what they've always done and 
pick cherry what, pick. Yeah, cherry pick the things that they agree with that make them feel good. And they won't care if they're true or not. No, no, they they never have. I don't see why that will change. Right. It's gonna be bad. This might be the worst. I mean, like, the deep fake videos. <sighs> I don't think they're as convincing yet. What concerns me is that for a dollar and relatively little effort, I was able to, I mean, I could convince your child school principal that you were calling them. Probably, yeah. And the issue in terms of making laws is that we elect these old fuckers, right? And they are so far behind on technology that by the time this gets legislated, the damage will already be done. Yeah, the, the Pandora's box is already opened, I think. I don't know that there's anything they can do to stop it at this point. It's too late with this stuff already out there. It's just becoming so... I mean, these were high school kids that made a video of their principal. Yeah, doesn't take much. Honestly, if we were really smart, we would immediately stop doing this show, scrub the internet of all audio clips of us so we could never... They could never be used to feed the machine our voices and make us say horrible things dude we're already out there on the internet saying horrible things <laughs> what know, are you talking about there is but, nothing but that they could record me saying <laughs> that's worse than what i've already said i mean unless they like frame me for something like, but, like the but, but example i what, gave of the teacher right that's that's the thing like they're they're going to be able to take people who have an online presence who have record tiktok videos or do youtube channels have hours and hours of audio to train these sorts of systems on and if you have that available it's as you found out it's just simple matter of plugging that into this program and letting it do the work for you i used two clips yeah for me i used three it got me 85 90 there easy yeah it was I close mean, yeah i, I listened uh, more than the average person i listened to myself talk right and especially that second short clip that is hard to, for me to say like i didn't say that because that sounds a lot like me so i think you boys drag these segments on for way too long sometimes why don't you leave this topic alone and take a quick break? Wow, hi, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> can't believe he'd do our I show. Be a little deeper. A little deeper for Morgan Freeman, I think. That's close. It was hard to find audio of Morgan Freeman talking without music behind it. Oh, uh, that makes sense. He sort of like has an orchestra that's always like right there. There's a film score going right behind him, yeah, you know? Yeah, every time. In everything he does. So <laughs> that's the best I could do. But he's probably right. We'll be right. <laughs> Wait, before we go to this break, I want to remind our listeners to eat delicious... <laughs> Correctly gendered. Jeremy's chocolate. Our silky she-her bars are appropriately nutless. And our he-him bars will fill your hungry little mouth with them. Yeah, they should probably make some laws about that. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. And we're back. When your party and its positions are as deplorable as the GOP, you have to dedicate vast amounts of time to revising history in order to hide just how repugnant you and your ideas Wait, are. are we back? I, I mean, I am, but I'm thinking that might be AI, Tino. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was hoping I could take this segment off now that there's an AI me. <laughs> he was doing a passable job. I, I was pretty good. Yeah. They just need to be able to write the lines themselves. That's, well, that's when you get chat GPT and you interface it with this. Maybe episode 10 is AI Judson and Tino doing chat GPT. Yeah. 
Just relax. All right, we'll give it a try. Collect the checks for now, that we don't get from our <laughs> from the comfort of our home. Well, for now, we'll we'll just do this segment the old-fashioned way. <laughs> the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy house, the DKM house, as we call it. As my AI voice clone said, there's simply too much to cover, so we're going to stick to just the three worst congresspeople for our update this week. I'm sorry, how did we determine the three worst congresspeople in this pack of idiots and morons and grifters? Well, I determined them. Okay. I think from week to week, <laughs> the the standings can change. I agree. It's a moving target. Yeah. But this week, in no particular order, I have them as Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Jim Jordan. That's a, that's a pretty safe bet. Okay. Yeah. Go Continue. On any given week, that's a pretty safe yeah, bet. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. I rescind my criticism. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with Lauren Boebert. <sighs> you know, Judson, Lauren Boebert isn't good at much. Correct. So I thought we talk about just a couple of the things at which she is not good, namely geography and parenting. A castle wide net. Okay. <laughs> Two very different subjects. And she's equally bad at both of them. So Lauren Boebert, who was just a fraction of a percentage point away from being a one-term congresswoman. Oh, happier days, happier days. <laughs> just wa watching her uh, victory party where like the mood suddenly changed. And... <laughs> where there was no victory to announce for days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and just watching her sweat it out over those few days. Was... She should have been forced to like, keep the party going until they could call a winner. Like, it's, just, like, it's gotta be like a, like a six-day-long affair and they have to keep bringing in refreshments and it would have been fun to watch. Just stream it live the whole time. I'd pay to watch that. I would, too. I honestly would have. Well, she tweeted something this week that she thought was a powerful meme about government spending. Do you want to describe this meme for us, Judson? I have it here in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a map. Well, sort it's sort of a map. It's, it's the world. It's the Earth. But the only thing on it, the only thing on it besides ocean, is the United States of America. The continental United States of America. The continental United States of America. Most of the continental United States of America. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Most of the continental U.S. All right. So what does she say in her tweet? It says, a map showing the only place my taxes should go to. Okay. And obviously, like I said, just shows most of the continental U.S. And what is, she, what is her comment on the meme? Sometimes a meme says it best. Well, <laughs> there is a slight problem with their meme. There usually is with a meme. As I said, it's only only showing 48 of 50 states and right. part of Michigan is missing. Yep. There's no Hawaii or Alaska, not to mention any of the U.S. territories. Yeah. Like us, Judson, the internet noticed. The internet always does. Would you like to read a... Uh, we just picked two that I picked two that tickled me. Sure. Is that Carrie Pennebaker? Carrie Pennebaker. Yeah. What amazes me is how confident you're stupidity is. It's true. Yeah. That's the whole Dunning-Kruger thing, right? That, that's what it is. That, that's why yeah. she's a, a, a key member of the house. And then uh, Juliet Jeske, stay in school, kids, or you'll end up posting memes like this. <laughs> well, if the Republicans have their way, even staying in school won't help. No, it definitely won't. <laughs> definitely it's, won't. It's kind of a rare show, Justin, where you get to read tweets that don't make your skin crawl. It, it is. is. Normally you're reading like the most contemptible, vile things. Sure, white supremacists. <laughs> and, yeah. No, this was good. This was just snarky internet humor. I like that. That's my wheelhouse right there. <laughs> also, I'm sure that our military living abroad, and I don't know, say Israel, are thrilled by the, the message of uh, Ms. Bobert's meme. Right, right. <laughs> Seems they were left off the map as well. <laughs> you know, Judson, maybe Lauren Bobert was right. And if you I'm, ever I'm, play that clip out of context, <laughs> I will scream deep fake. And I, I, w I will still play it. <laughs> Luckily, you don't have your hand on the soundboard. Only I do. Who even knows what's true anymore, Tino? <laughs> 
<sighs> she was right about the whole sometimes a meme says it best. And in this case, I think her meme did a phenomenal job saying that Lauren Boebert is a fucking moron. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, and hey, she is good at one thing the accidental <laughs> self own. I've said it before. I, I hate calling her out for the intellect issue because it's a, it's a place that misogyny goes. It calls women stupid and, and, right. and inferior. But she is just dumb. God. If she didn't work so hard to earn it, I think it's, I would back off of calling her stupid. Yeah. But it's like talking about the ocean without mentioning the water. <laughs> it is an, an, an integral part of, yeah. of who she is. Okay. So now what was the other thing that she's bad at that we're supposed to talk about? That would be parenting, I believe. Oh, right. <laughs> I checked the news. <laughs> Congratulations are in order for Congresswoman Bobert Judson. She's going to be a grandmother. I'm sorry, you mean Mima Bobert. <laughs> Mima Bobert. <laughs> At the distinguished age of 36. I, I, I hate to. <sighs> I have friends from high school who are in a similar boat, I would say. Oh, it's something that happens. But I also wouldn't want them making the country's laws. I'm just going to throw that out there. And it's also just not something we should encourage. It definitely doesn't seem to be the best path. It's not behavior to model. Financially for the for the younger young couple and for the, the child they'll have, it, it's not the best start in life for them. Just by the numbers. You're, you're kind of being a downer. We're supposed to be congratulating <laughs> I'm her. sorry. Congratulations, grandmother Bobert. We're congratulating her on the impending birth of her teenage son's first child with an underage girl. <laughs> Jesus. You can't make this shit up. It's, it's, As someone who tries to make this shit up, <laughs> I, you just, I couldn't you do can't this. Beat. Reality is undefeated. No. <laughs> her 17-year-old son, Tyler, yep. impregnated a then 15-year-old girl. <sighs> I just gotta say, thank goodness there's nothing about sex out of wedlock in that Bible they live by. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. This is the same son that's fond of speeding up and down the streets of their neighborhood, knocking down mailboxes, and almost hitting the neighborhood kids in the process. Well, I guess he, he did hit one of the neighborhood children, just Ooh. not with his car. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Too soon. Too mm. soon. Mm. You have a teenage son, Judson. How would you react if he told you one day that you were going to be a grandfather? Um, not one day, like when he's an adult. <laughs> in like three or four years, yeah. Yeah. I would not be bragging about it on Twitter. I, I can tell you that. No. I love my kids and I will always love my kids, but I don't think I'd be shouting it from the rooftops. I just probably not how that would go down. Would you make this funny little joke in front of an audience? Now, my son, when I approached him and told him, Tyler, I'm going to be a 36-year-old grandmother. He said, well, didn't you make granny a 36-year-old granny? I said, yes, I did. He said, well, then it's hereditary. Ha, 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 Yeah, no, I wouldn't be making that joke. I also didn't make my mother a 36-year-old grandmother, so. I didn't either. I don't have any kids. Well... In case you were wondering, we can't call him a rapist or even an alleged rapist because Colorado has close in age exceptions to statutory rape in their laws. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I, I'm not, I'm no expert on the subject, but I feel like kids who are in school together, who are all minors. How do you feel about a 16 year old being able to give consent to? anyone within 10 years of their age. I don't like that. Is that Colorado's law? That's in law? their law as well. 
Yeah. That's real bad. That's real. That's real bad. Yeah, I don't like that at all. But but I but I do I do like seventeen year olds not being arrested for dating fifteen and sixteen year olds. I think that's probably the way to go. I think that's okay too. They probably still shouldn't be having sex, but teenagers are gonna teenage. You're not gonna stop that. Yeah. Well, I do have a good feeling. Well, good's maybe the wrong word, but I have a strong <laughs> feeling that ten years from now, when Lauren's welcoming her eighth grandchild by Tyler, we'll probably. <laughs> then be able to accurately refer to him with those words. Sex offender at minimum, right? Just like his dad. I mean, sex offenders all the way down. That's the Republican Party. <laughs> That's why they call everybody groomers, because... Like his dad is legit a sex offender. Every accusation <laughs> is an admission. All right, so we did geography and parenting with Grandma Bovert. Sorry, Meemaw Bobert. Let's do math with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sorry, math? I want you to know that in 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, fiscal year 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration failure policies. Okay, let's work through those numbers, Judson. So Biden's CBP triples the amount of fentanyl they stop at the border. Therefore, Biden failed at something. Was the goal to let more fentanyl in? You can't see me, but I'm holding up my hands. <laughs> Shaking my head. Because that's well, the only way those Biden policies are a failure. You're not the only one that noticed that, Judson. <laughs> Midas Touch made this pro-Biden campaign ad just using her own words. In 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration policies. President Biden, protecting our border, keeping our country safe. <laughs> and all they had to do was clip out <laughs> one word. They clipped out one word and it's a Perfect campaign commercial. Yep. Thank you, Marjorie. <laughs> Does she get paid for that? <laughs> I feel like they got to cut her a check. I just feel like just to make it official, they got to cut her a little check there, a little dividend. That would be awesome if she got a check from <laughs> Biden's campaign. <laughs> for some spokesperson work she did. That would be a great publicity stunt. <laughs> it would. <laughs> Well, not so great, Judson, is the next thing we have to talk about. Still in the Marjorie Taylor Greene orbit. I ask you, okay. sir, <laughs> what, what is this country coming to, Judson? A swift end, I, I think. <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. Touche. <laughs> As you would say. Very true. Excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought that one was off with Lindsay and Matt and Nestor. <laughs> I, w I would say that, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Justin, how have we gotten to a point where a congressperson can't just enjoy a meal at a restaurant in peace? I think they can for the most part. <laughs> Let me rephrase. How have we gotten, I mean, I need to still summon the same indignation. <laughs> how have we gotten to a point in this country where a racist, homophobic, transphobic, anti-American, anti-democracy, pro-Putin, anti-free speech, hate and lie spewing moron of a congressperson can't just enjoy a meal at a restaurant in peace? Restaurant and this, this woman and her adult son uh, finished their dinner and decided on the way out they were going to ruin it for everyone else. Um, and started calling me terrible names and screaming uh, at the top of their lungs, F you, Marjorie. Well, you know, it's so disrespectful, um, not only to me, 
um, but also to the restaurant, their staff and, uh, and other patrons that are there having just having dinner. Uh, but this is who the Pobrecita. left is. Statistically, they only ruined it for about 30 or 40 percent of the people there. The rest of them probably enjoyed it. We're mostly neutral on it. I can't believe she had to endure that, Judson. <laughs> oh, no. How disrespectful. <laughs> I guess that's just how the left is, right? That's right. We're just. That's what she said. We're the worst. The right would never. David, why are you supporting the red flag laws? If there had been, if Scott Peterson, the resource officer at Parkland, had done his job, then Nicholas Cruz wouldn't have killed anybody in your high school, or at least protected them. Why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our Second Amendment rights? And why are you using kids to get to, as a barrier? Do you not know how to defend your stance? You don't have anything to say for yourself? You can't defend your stance? If school zones were protected by with security guards with guns, there would be no mass shootings at schools. Do you know that? The best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. Wait, was that Marjorie Taylor Greene chasing and shouting down a teenage mass shooting survivor on the streets of Washington, D.C.? It was definitely Marjorie Taylor Greene harassing a, I think, 17 or 18-year-old kid on the street. Yeah. David Hogg. I think he was 18 at the time. Yeah. She was not a congressperson at the time. She was not. Right. That was her audition tape. <laughs> Maybe we're being unfair, Judson. Are we? Accosting some kid... <laughs> That managed to survive a horrific school shooting is not nearly as disrespectful as insulting a, a, a sitting U.S. Congress person. All right, we're going to go see, we're going to visit um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Nutty Cortez. Okay, hang with us, guys. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm an American citizen. I pay your salary through the taxes that you collect from me through the IRS because I'm a tax-paying citizen of the United States. So you need to stop being a baby and stop locking your door and come out and face the American citizens that you serve. If you wanna be a big girl, you need to get rid of your diaper and come out and be able to talk to the American citizens. That was audio of Marjorie Taylor, I doth protest too much green from 2019 before she became a congressperson. And in that clip, she appears to be human hunting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's no, no, at no, 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 no. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio. She has Ocasio. Totally different person. I have to agree with you there, Judson. I'm sure when the George Soros-funded diners who interrupted MTG's meal called her the cuntiest cunt in all of Cuntopia, they at least pronounced cunt correctly. <laughs> How many dollars in the jar was that? I don't know. <laughs> between the AI bot and the C word, I'm running really low on funds. <laughs> yeah, like this this whole episode costs like five whole bucks. I think that's this, this is a, might be a record. <laughs> We're not finished yet. It's true. That's yeah, so true. she's at AOC's office, pounding on the door and screaming through her mail slot while mispronouncing her name, and ins she's insulting her. Yeah, I, it, it almost seems like she's being really disrespectful to a U.S. <laughs> congressperson in a public setting. So we can't use that <laughs> to draw a distinction. How how about this? In fairness, she she didn't use any foul language. To insult a public figure in either of those clips? That's true. Joe Biden, you're not a president. You're a piece of shit. Oh, my. I'm a little speechless. I don't know how to defend her anymore. Hey, y'all. I hate to bother you and all, but after hearing the actual person I'm based on, I was wondering if y'all might do me a favor and just delete me forever. That, that seems reasonable. It's the humane thing to do. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. For setting me free. <laughs>
<laughs> now, if only the real one had an off switch. <laughs> well, speaking of cuts, dude, <laughs> we're closing out our TKM segment with Jim Jordan. Oh. Well, that's fair. We teased this way back in the intro, but believe it or not, Jim Jordan thought it would be perfectly reasonable for him to chair a hearing on subpoena compliance. I mean, he probably should be involved in a hearing on com- subpoena compliance. <laughs> As a witness. As a witness, yeah. Well, let's turn the floor over to a member of that committee at that hearing, Eric Swalwell. Uh, so we're going to haul witnesses in here today uh, and claim that they did not comply with subpoenas or requests. And that request is so rich because it's coming from a chairman who himself did not comply with the January 6th committee's request. So May 31, you see a letter sent to then Representative Jordan asking that he honor his subpoena. He was asked over and over and over, you were a witness to a crime. You were a witness to the greatest crime ever committed with the most criminals ever indicted in America. Will you help your country? Will you comply with that subpoena? No compliance. Crickets absolute defiance of the subpoena. And because of that defiance, the chairman was referred, and it's still pending, to the House Ethics Committee. And why? Well, it's because he took an oath. The congressional oath mandates that members of Congress defend the Constitution without any mental reservation, or as it says on the slide, purpose of evasion. Not responding to a congressional subpoena is a direct purpose of evasion. So this is our chairman. Hauling all us here, everyone here today, people at the Department of Justice, the Department of Education who are doing important work to claim they are out of compliance when he himself is currently out of compliance. So, Judson, how long before McCarthy has Swalwell removed from that committee? Wait, you said it hasn't happened yet? <laughs> Not yet. Then, then soon. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon. Breaking news. You know, for an independently produced podcast, we sure get a lot of exclusive breaking news, Judson. <laughs> it goes so well with our AI uh, vocals. That, that, that'll be, yeah. <laughs> because it's fake. Because it's all fake. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to start making you tie your hands behind your back so you don't <laughs> pull the curtains back at every fucking opportunity. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> all right. What's this breaking news? Let me see here. Facts and Friends sources are reporting that just tonight, Jim Jordan has announced that the House Judiciary Committee he chairs will be holding hearings next week to expose education officials who neglect to report rampant and prolonged sexual abuse of students. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. You'll know I don't mean that anymore when it's my AI clone saying it. (laughs) Or will you? (laughs) The Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, edited, and produced by the two of us with occasional but valuable contributions from a few very smart, very funny people. We're not backed by some huge corporation like so many of the top-ranked podcasts out there, so we really do need your help to even have a chance of having our show heard by people. (laughs) If you maybe can, that's not the best thing, though. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe maybe no one should. <laughs> I'd rather we do it 
than the Republican hate listeners that deep fake us, right? That's, that's right. That's true. If you all could please just take a second to let your friends know about the show, maybe share a link to it via your social media account. We we have been growing our audience slowly this, this season, but we're a bit short of our season three goals, and we're almost already halfway through the season, if you can believe it. I'm going to do 20 episodes this season. Whew. <laughs> and, and Judson is now reconsidering being replaced <laughs> by his AI bot. Finally, if you haven't already, please take a quick second to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The reason for that is that they go a long way toward getting Apple's algorithm to recommend our show to users who might otherwise not see it. All right. At the risk of overloading our listeners with GOP hypocrisy this week... <laughs> When have we ever taken that into account? <laughs> we haven't. Okay. You're right. Our close topic comes to us from the state of Tennessee. Oh, it's going to be a good one, folks. That is, of course, the state that is passing anti-LGBTQ legislation at an alarming rate. They might be leading the nation from a bill banning transgender kids from receiving gender-affirming care to just this past week, they passed a bill allowing anyone to refuse to marry an adult couple if they have any personal or religious objections to the marriage. That includes gay people, trans people, interracial couples, just like Jesus wanted. Yep, that tracks. Also, earlier this month, their governor, Bill Lee, signed a bill banning drag shows in public spaces. That's right, a complete public ban. Now, <sighs> if you ask Bill Lee, it's probably not worth mentioning, but a yearbook photo of him in drag has been making the rounds <laughs> on social media. Ban it! Ban <laughs> it already! I might be for banning that. Yeah. But Judson, our close topic doesn't actually focus on Tennessee's anti-LGBTQ governor. Well, but you just mentioned him. I mentioned him in passing. This story focuses on Tennessee's anti-LGBTQ lieutenant governor. Oh, well, sure. I mean... <laughs> That makes sense. And prominent maker of maps, one Randy McNally. <laughs> Sorry, wait. Uh, I'm being told. <laughs> the listeners can't see. I'm holding my, my finger to my ear as if like some producer's <laughs> saying something. I'm being told he doesn't do the maps, just the LGBTQ hate. The maps are Rand McNally. Rand, sorry, that's not, Rand McNally. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right, different. Right, not Randy yeah. McNally. That's okay. horny McNally is really is what that's <laughs> you should call him going forward. Well, Justin, like many in the Republican Party, McNally is all in on the wave of hate-based homo and transphobic legislation being passed in so many red states. Sure. It's, it's the new hotness for them. <laughs> we mentioned a little bit of it coming from his own state of Tennessee just a few seconds ago. So we found it interesting then to learn of... McNally's online interests from a Daily Beast report from this past week. Judson, let me tell you a little bit about that. Please do. I'm I'm all ears. McNally is a follower and regular consumer of Franklin McClure's Instagram account. McClure, who goes by Finn, is a barely 20-year-old gay musician and model who often posts some pretty risque thirst trap sort of photos, right? Sure. So we're audio only, so our audience won't have the pleasure of looking at the photos themselves, but just and you would be able to see them had I put them in the show notes. I have, in fact, seen at least one of them, or, or no, two of them. Okay. Maybe three of them. It's, it, there were a lot of photos. There were only three in the article. Yeah. Well, I would characterize all of them, and correct me if you disagree, but I would characterize all of them in the Daily Beast article as gay male erotica. I think that's a fair assessment. McClure is mostly nude in all of them, yep. at least all of the ones in the article. And there's even one of him from behind with a close-up of his ass and really tight underwear Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, as he's looking over his shoulders seductively. That's the first First one on the in the article. Yeah, yeah. You saw that one, right? For sure. Well, Lieutenant Governor McNally was, of course, appalled 
by this sinful, unnatural pornography. And he made it clear in his comments. Okay, I'm quoting him now. I'm quoting him expressing his disgust. Finn, you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> and that, that was his second uh, condemnation of the photo. His first was just three heart emojis followed by three fire emojis. Right, that, that, that's the universal symbol for disdain and disgust, right? <laughs> that's what the fire emojis mean, right? Have I been using those wrong? I think I've definitely been using them wrong. <laughs> you have a lot of fire emojis coming your way, my friend. <laughs> also, per the Daily Beast, McNally's interest in McClure extends beyond the young guy's Instagram account. He also follows a fan page that he has that posts edited pictures of him, including one that declares him a quote-unquote bad bitch. Sure, yeah. And so, at one point, McClure proudly called himself a hoe in his Instagram bio, and he explained, quote, I'm the one that gets free weed for giving head. Okay. Which the lieutenant governor responded with the most disapproving like he could possibly give it. <laughs> so, so, Justin, you're probably wondering when I'm going to get to the rabid denial and the counterattacks of character smearing, right? I am, I'm kind of wondering that, yeah. Well, some on the right have actually done the latter. They've tried to uh, suggest that Randy McNally is having his character smeared unfairly. But I think, because we are a fair podcast, we should hear the lieutenant governor defend himself in his own words. I agree. This is from a Tennessee affiliate news station. There was also this post where the man said he was, quote, not a whore, but a hoe. One is a slut, the other is a prostitute, adding, I'm the one that gets free weed for giving than a reference to a sexual act head and it was liked <laughs> by lieutenant governor mcnally yeah. i don't know that you know a lot of times on people's posts you see the name and you see what they've written and you just press the button that says like so so, so you didn't read uh, that post i don't recall reading the part about the the uh weed i know that <laughs> What about the prostitute? <laughs> I might have, I might have read that. <laughs> I draw the line at drugs, but the kid giving head—that's cool. I honestly, with this story, I have no words. I, I am out. AI Tino can finish. Fuck this. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Thanks again for listening. The real Tino and Judson will talk to you next week. That is. Unless something were to happen to them, I'm sure nothing will happen. But if it does, we'll talk to you next week. He, 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 he. Yep. I didn't either. I don't have any kids. <laughs> well, in case you were wondering, we can't call Tyler Bobert a racist or even an alleged rapist. You said rape. You said racist. Did I say racist? First well, time, yeah. We, we definitely can't we, call we him that. We probably could. We probably could call him that. No, probably, not definitely. <laughs>